Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana. Today we're going to be in the book of Acts uh, 16. We're talking about the Sunday School lesson today, and it's coming, it's coming out of Acts 16, 11 through 15, and 40, and 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 30. Lydia called to serve. Now, we're going to get into this first part. I really don't know what the last part has to do with Lydia, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> hey, it's on the list. You know, so we're going to keep it moving. There you go. The first verse says, Therefore, losing from trials, we came with a straight course to Samuel. Thracia, and the next day to Neopolis, Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of the part of Macedonia, and a colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days. They stayed there for a few weeks, for a few days. Mm -hmm. They were in Macedonia. So, you see where it says, therefore, it starts in 11, because they had just came, they were called to Macedonia, and um, they wanted to go to a part of Asia that it says that Christ's spirit would not let them go there. So they end up detouring. To where they are now. And that's in the uh, 6 through 10 before this. You read that. So they end up detouring, going into Philippi. 13 says, And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the woman which resorted thither. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we won't yeah. read this in the ESV. 11 says, So setting sail for trails, we were made a direct voyage to Samothrace and, and the following day to Neapolis. And from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in the city some days. 13 says, And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. You know, wherever you go, you always have work to do. You will never have nothing to do. God will never send you somewhere with nothing to do. Even when you go on vacation, there's things to do. You may not see them, and you may not hear His voice when He's talking to you, or you may ignore it, but He has work for you to do. There's nowhere that God sends you that you don't have anything to do. Fourteen says, When... One who heard us was a woman named Lydia, 
from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods, who is a worshiper of God. Can you imagine going to this booth and she just sells everything in there? It's just purple. She's a seller of purple goods. Everything is purple. Whatever she had, she was selling. She just sold purple stuff. Right? Who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. Paul was speaking and she was listening. It says, and after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. So it was like, she kind of, you know, made them stay. (laughs) You know, she got up to the point where they, you know, well, if I'm, you know, come stay with us. They're like, "Uh, okay. okay." And they went. Right? If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed. And she prevailed upon us. So, it says that she prevailed upon us. Like, she won that war. Yeah, my, she, um, <laughs> my virgins, they constrained. She constrained them. I mean, yeah. she, <laughs> she took hold of them. That's what. <laughs> y'all come on. Okay. She didn't hold back. Right. They were going. This was going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I tell the kids. Yeah. So, it's funny though, you know, I love to see people in Christ when they first come to Christ. Because they be so giddy about God. Mm. They want to do everything. It's awesome. And then you you remember a time when you were like that. Mm. You know, real giddy and just want to do all that. Want to do it all. 16 says, As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her own her owners much gain by fortune telling. Mm. She tells fortunes. Mm. Right? Yeah. She has a spirit on her. Right? Psychic. Fortune telling and all of this garbage. It's the opposite of what prophetesses do. 17 says she followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Just being annoying with it. Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. One thing you have to realize about these scriptures right here. She was saying the right things, but she was doing it with the wrong spirit. Mm. She was saying the right things, but doing it with the wrong spirit. 
And you have to know the difference when dealing with people like this. You can't say, well, they're doing the work of God, they're saying godly things. Look at the spirit in which they're doing it in. Paul knew that the spirit that was on her, that was proclaiming what they were doing, was not right. The interesting thing says, and it came out of her that very hour. It didn't say that very minute. Right? Yeah. Took a while. But within that hour, it was gone. 19 says, but when her owners saw that her hope of gain, their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. Once that spirit was gone, the men got mad. This woman had a demon in her. And these men was using the demon that was in her to gain money. Were they playing too? Yeah, so the men and the demon were all in cahoots. <laughs> right, because they got demons too. And the, and, the, and the woman was just a vessel of destruction. Sad. That they used. Sad. And now the demon's gone. So now we upset. Now they're mad. So they grabbed them out of the marketplace. We're going to go on and read all of this because it's supposed to stop at 15. We didn't even... Oh, I know. You kept going. I didn't care. I wanted yeah, to hear it. So. But we needed to hear all of this because <laughs> breaking this up is too like, much going on. I don't know. Up. I don't like stopping. I like to go straight through, but the Sunday school lesson is broken up, so... Yeah, it is. But you kept going, so I'm happy. <laughs> I'm going to stop at 24 and then I'll skip down to 40. Okay. But it says, these men, it says in 20, it says, and when they had brought them to the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews. And they are disturbing our city. They advocate customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to accept or practice. Because they're in Roman city. At this point, they don't know that. Paul is Roman too. Right. <laughs> the crowd joined in the attack, attacking them, and the magistrate tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Twenty-four says, having received this order, he put them into the inner. Uh, prison and fasten their feet in the stocks. Wow. All because they cast out a demon. Mm -hmm. That was a money maker. Yeah. When you take something <laughs> when you take something <laughs> out of the world, the world gonna take something from you. That's how the world works. Mm -hmm. Forty 
Skipping down to 40, and it says, So when they when they went out of prison, because see, this is why I, I thought it should be talked about all the way till then. Yeah. So now, in 40, it says, So they went out of the prison and visited Lydia, and when they had seen the, bro- the brothers, they encouraged them and departed. See, that doesn't make sense. Because yeah. why are they comforting them? That, that's why you got to read... Oh, love it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know why they're getting comforted. And the, you know? <laughs> and the thing is this. It says, so they went out of the prison mm-hmm. and visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, mm-hmm. they encouraged them and departed. It's, it's so awesome to watch how Paul and them got beat and they get out of prison. Mm-hmm. And the people looking at them and they encouraging the people. We fine. We'll be all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We good. <laughs> yeah. That's how Paul was, though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the point of Lydia, though, in this in this uh, Sunday school lesson, is to understand that she opened up her house to them. Yeah. And gave them a place to stay as they. Uh, as they were going about what God has for them, she opened up her house to the man of God. Yeah. And that's important. You know, we're supposed to help one another as we go on this walk. Right? Right. Place of refuge. That's right. So now, as we go to... Uh, 1 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Go to 1 Corinthians. And it says, for, for considering your call, calling, brothers, not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful, and not many were noble birth, of noble birth. But God chosen what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. And God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. So that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God righteousness and sanctification and redemption so that as it is written let the one who boasts boast in the Lord Mm. now break all that up and dig some dig into some of that so you see how Lydia opened up her her house Mm -hmm. to the uh, to Paul and Silas, mm-hmm. you know, and to the man of God, and and it was it was great, you know. And I'm sure it was a lot of people that was in Christ there, because it says and the brothers they talked to the brothers that was there, but Lydia was the one who opened up her house to them, right? right? And it says God will use basically the least among you mm-hmm. to be the strongest one to show you. That is God that's doing it. 
and and that's how we cannot uh, we cannot think that we are better than anybody else and you will have people in higher places and higher titles and all of this stuff that think that they are better than others mm -hmm. when God will put everybody in their place. No one is better than no one. That's right. Right? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat trying to get to the same place. Right. It reads in this 26 for Consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you are wise according to worldly standards. According to the world, what we believe in is crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But from our standpoint, what you believe in adds up to nothing. So from a worldly standpoint and, and from a business standpoint and from, a, you know, uh, the things of the world, we don't add up. And we see that every day. We see that every day. That the world's standards and what they're doing in the world and the beliefs that we have is always opposite of what's going on in the world. And it says not many were powerful, mm -hmm. not many were noble birth. You know, the people that come to Christ, humble folk. Right. You know, it says not many. It didn't say everybody. You don't have many rich people. Jesus even said himself, it's hard for a rich man to get to heaven. Right? So it says in here, uh, many were, uh, it says, not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth. But God chooses what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. Because what you think from worldly standards is garbage. God is going to show you that those are the people that he uses on a daily basis. It says God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. And you see all of these people that got money and all of this stuff and doing all of these things. Everybody worried about taking the virus, getting the virus or um, taking this uh, vaccine and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. True men and women of God ain't worried about that much. Mm -hmm. That's worldly stuff, doing worldly things. You know, do we take precautions? Yeah, we take precautions. They can take it if they want. You know, but as we take precautions, yeah. you know, we don't believe that the precautions that we take, that's what's going to save me. No. <laughs> no. Only God's going to do that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you can take all the precautions you want. And it even showed in some places people have taken all the precautions mm -hmm. and still got the virus yeah. and still died from it. Just like the flu. Yeah. You so, can take the flu shot and still die every year. Yeah. So, I mean, 
It's all on God. It's all on and God. you have to go to God. You have to know God. Yeah. Have a relationship with him. Yeah, don't put all your hope in the virus. Don't put all your hope in man. Because yeah, that <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you end up doing. That's true. That's what we end up doing. God chooses what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. Nobody can say that they're a super saint. My name's Super Saint. No. No. Mm-mm. You're still in the boat just like everybody else. Yes. You still got to repent just like everybody yes. else. You still got to answer to God just like everybody, everybody else. else. You're yes. still prone to sin like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, you still get it wrong on the day. Yeah, you still just get like it wrong just else. like everybody else. <laughs> still make mistakes just like everybody else. Yeah. You just do your best not to. Yeah. You just, you do your best. Period. Yeah. People are always talking about live your best life. I'm living my best life now. Live your best life in Christ. That's the best life you can have. That's true. That's best as it gets. <laughs> Right? Yeah. 30 says, and because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God. And as long as you're in Christ Jesus, you have wisdom. What is wisdom? God's wisdom. Mm-hmm. What is God's wisdom? Jesus Christ. So we, you know, you in Christ, you have it all. Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit. And that's what he sent. That's right. And the Holy Spirit teaches us all things about what? About Christ. (laughs) It all just comes back around. That's right. Full circle. It goes full circle. So it says, uh, because it became to us, Jesus became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Jesus is righteousness, so we learn that from Christ because we're using his wisdom. Mm-hmm. We are sanctified through Christ. We are redeemed by Christ. That's right. Right? That's right. And it says, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So if you're going to boast about anything, Boast on what Christ did for you. Boast about being kept in Christ. But don't boast on yourself. Because yourself going to let you down every time. That's right. <laughs> right? Not boast your, in the Lord. Yeah, not your own righteousness. And even though it wasn't in the lesson, you see where we talked about where the woman had the demon in her and once she got it taken out, she was no more use to the world. Mm. The world had no more use for her. Right. right. Right? And they scolded the man of God. The world did. Because you took the world out of the woman. Mm. Sad. Yeah. I mean, who says 
No, 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 no. Leave that demon in her. <laughs> the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Leave that in there. Yeah, leave her. Leave that demon in there. We need that. Say it in different types of versions. Yeah, people say that in various ways all the time. What'd you say, Jordan? What'd he say? He said people oh. say it in various ways. Oh, various ways. Yeah, people say that in various ways all the time. No, 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 no. I want to keep my demon. Mm -mm. I'm not coming to Christ because I love where I am with the demon. Mm. This thing in me, I don't want it out. Mm. People say that all the time. Every time they don't come to Christ. Mm. That's true. I don't want to come to church. You want to stay in the world. They want to keep their demons. They want to keep their demons. That's true. Wow. So, and, and that's what we see. Wow. Now we're going to go to our 10 questions. I mean, our 10 statements. If you find something, speak it out. One, it says, God expects to expects us to fulfill the mission he has given us regardless of where it takes us. Hmm. Wherever God takes us, he expects us to fulfill the mission. Because guess what? If you don't do it, he'll find somebody else that will. Because his word never goes void. So <laughs> just be a be a part of the blessing. Be a part of the process. One thing I, I love is when God allows me to be a part of somebody's process. That's a blessing to me. Because it's a blessing to them. And it's a blessing to me. Because I see it as God sees fit to use me. Mm -hmm. I'm still usable. <laughs> you know, yeah. God sends people to me, that means that I'm still on the right track and I'm still doing things and I'm and I need to get these things done. Yeah. Because he trusts me with his people. That's how I see it. Right. And I don't ever want to let him down, so so fulfill the mission mm. he has given us regardless of where it takes us. Because trust me, God won't let you do anything that you can't handle and he's not there. Mm. He's not going to send you in there blind. True. Right? I must say, um, I like number five. Mm -hmm. That actually dealt with me today. Okay. So the truth is, God chooses people we wouldn't. And that situation happened when I went to my appointment today. Because mm -hmm. me looking at her and just kind of like want to get in, get to my appointment and not, you know, ignore the information. God was still using her to give me the right path of where I needed to go. Right, right. Even though I wasn't liking the package the information was in. Yeah. So I had to do my best not to, <laughs> not to judge a book by its cover. Right, right. You know, 
which she could have done the same thing with me. But I was just, you know how it is when you get off work, and you're yeah. trying to run and get do an appointment, and yeah. you want to get in, you want to get out. And then you have this person that's like, girl, you know, like from the ghetto. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get in and get out, you know, but... <laughs> But she, yeah. but she helped me, even yeah. though yeah. I felt a little bit like, oh, here we go. Yeah. You know, but in all in all, she helped me. So. Yeah, and that's, and that's basically what yeah. uh, we were talking about at the end, where it says God will use, you know, he will use anybody. That's true. That's true. He'll use anybody. And then, and, and that's the thing, we have to realize even when we're dealing with people that we don't want to, but they're still helping. Yeah. That means God, no matter what, God is still in your corner. Yeah. And he's still doing it for your own good. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing this for your purpose. So he's going to use whoever he needs to use yeah. to get you where you need to be. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel about them. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So you have to see the bigger picture, especially when it's all said and done. You know, when it, when it's all said and done, you'd be like, you know what? I really care for about the people that, but God used them to really help me out. Yeah, and that's what I ended up just saying have today. To thank God for that. Yeah, and I thank God for that because I I was wrong, mm-hmm. but I thank God for that. He still. Put it in her to help me. Right. Even though I was just like at this, you yeah. know, it was a long day and yeah. I just was, yeah. you know, at that point, you know, so. And she still stood her ground and I was trying to convince her otherwise that she wasn't right. <laughs> and see, a lot, and this brings me to a lot of things, you know, where we pray for things mm-hmm. that we want God to do. Yeah. But at the same time, we might not like how God do it. Yeah, the man in the boat. <laughs> yeah, the man know, in the boat. <laughs> yeah, and, and we we just might not like how God do it, mm-hmm. but you have to see that God's doing it. Right. You know, because right. sometimes you will get so upset about how it's going about, you won't even see that it's getting done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. You know. That's true. So we have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. You know, when God is God is using other people for your benefit. Yes. <laughs> For the prayer that you prayed. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you over there, you know, got an attitude. Got an attitude, I know. And, and while God is helping you out on a prayer that you prayed. You know, we have to be careful of that. I know. So. That's why I said I was being the man in the boat. Yeah. I was wrong today. Yeah. You know, but that's why, that's why I got an awesome husband. I came home, talked it out. Yeah. And he was like, no, babe. That's not it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta see, yeah, and and it's just a bigger picture that has to be seen, right? You know, right. and that's what it's all about. Understand, and and see, this this comes from understanding, having, growing in your relationship with God, and understanding how He works in your life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to see. Okay, I gotta go deal with this, but I believe God is going to work this on out. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, He did. You know, and a lot of times, again, we might not like who he used or how he do it, but it gets done. And that's the main thing that God wants you to see. 
because he wants you to understand that this person that would normally would not normally hurt, help you, that's who I'm using. So you can know that it's me that's helping you. Right. <laughs> right. You see what I mean? Okay. Right. That was five, right? That was five. Okay. You got one? Or you just did um, I like number eight. Okay, go ahead. Salvation by its very nature does not depend on human values or qualities. Okay. Because I feel like um, God can, you know, He can help us achieve things that we want. But like you, like you were saying about, it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven because they start over glorifying these things when you have to give everything to God because He helped you get all that stuff. Right. Right. Salvation by its very nature does not depend on human values or qualities. It don't matter how many titles he had, don't matter how many uh, 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 accolades or degrees, none of that stuff matters when it comes to God. Salvation is not in none of that. As a matter of fact, you cannot go to school and learn the Holy Spirit. You, <laughs> you can't. You can't. I don't care what nobody say. You can't. Right. So, in knowing that, and the Holy Spirit is one that teaches you all things, mm-hmm. that's who I'm sticking with. Right? right? Salvation by its very nature does not depend on human values or qualifies or, or qualities. Mm-hmm. None of those qualities is, is based None of God's qualities is based in human values. Because remember, God says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. So as we think as human beings, God don't think like we do. That's why we're at awe with miracles. And we call them miracles. Because there's something that we can do or see for coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because God don't think like we do. Three says, at one time or another, we all need comfort and encouragement. And a lot of times we forget that, especially as being church people. We don't we don't comfort each other enough. We don't engage with one another enough. Half the time when you go to church, you have a lot of friends while you're at church. Even when you have church picnics and all that but the only time you see them is when you go to those things. You never call them. You never uh, hang out with them. You never have any Bible studies. A lot of churches don't even do prayer partners. So it's like you don't never see these church people until church day. So now at a time where you have COVID, church folks don't even talk to each other. That's true. Yeah. That's how, and that's how you know that the the warmness that you're supposed to have in the church mm-hmm. is is just um, top heavy because it's when it gets down into it mm-hmm. and something like COVID happens, church folks don't even talk to church folks. Mm-hmm. There's some churches that ain't even open yet, and the church people in the churches haven't talked since COVID started. You know what I mean? So it's like 
Why is that? When these people you see every Sunday are supposed to be almost like family. Because the church people at the end of the day, us being in Christ, we are all we have. We're all family. Yeah, we're, we're all family. Sisters. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. I even have, you know, <laughs> you know, some people will call you friends. Mm -hmm. But we're not friends. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. So, and you, and you know, you we can't even address each other as brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Friends are something you find in the streets. I grew up with friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I learned how to have brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. But I grew up with friends. Yeah. We have to know the difference. Hmm. Right? says because of God mm -hmm. believers are in Jesus who gives us everything we need mm -hmm. because of God believers are in Jesus who gives us everything we need God sent his son and his son gave us everything we need now it's up to us to take what he's given us and use it to God's glory. That's right. Right? That's right. That's our job. Six says, when we listen to God's call, we don't know what he has in store for us. Once we hear God's call, we just go. Sometimes you may know, sometimes you won't. Mm -hmm. But regardless, when he calls, just go. Because <laughs> sometimes God will tell you exactly what you're getting into. Sometimes God will just tell you to go mm. and see how obedient you are. Right? Gotcha. We know that because we've seen it. We've seen it in the Bible a lot of times. We just got through reading um, we just got through reading Tuesday in our Bible study where God took um, Saul mm -hmm. on a Damascus Road mm -hmm. and told him to go and Ananias would be there. Right. Then God told Ananias to go lay hands on Saul mm -hmm. and open his eyes for him. Right. So in both cases, they knew exactly what they were supposed to do and where they were supposed to be and who they were supposed to talk to. <laughs> right? right? That's true. That's so God does that a lot. Sometimes you may know, sometimes you won't. He just want to see if you're obedient. I have to say number nine. Mm -hmm. Women are essential, not incidental, to the church. That's true. Incidentally, mm -hmm. we have women. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not the case. Women are very essential to the church. Yes. Women are so essential to the church that when you go to church, all you see is women. <laughs> and it's yeah. men sprinkled in there. <laughs> Bit of dab, yeah. Little dab, do yeah. it. It's more women in the church than men. It's crazy. Yeah. And 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 we have to realize that, mm -hmm. you know, that it is that women have an essential part that they play in the church, and we see that 
Uh, we've been seeing that through these Sunday school lessons. Mm -hmm. And we and you see it throughout the Bible, though, where women are very essential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, seven, it says, God has mercy on everyone who acknowledges their sinfulness. Mm -hmm. God has mercy who on everyone who acknowledges their sinfulness. Which means if you don't acknowledge your sinfulness, then he doesn't have any mercy. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Right? We have to know, you have to humble yourself when you come into God. When you come into God, you have to humble yourself. When you're dealing with God's people, you have to humble yourself. Even if you're talking stern to them, you still do it humbly. And how do you do that? Well, if I'm telling you something that you need to know, and and I'm telling you in a stern way, it's because I'm telling you in love. I'm not telling you to be mean. You know? Mm -hmm. That's how it's supposed to be. If I tell you anything in the church, I'm going to tell you because you need to know. Right? right. And, you know, it's it, not too many times in the church I have to get stern. But when I do, it's for the church's own good because I'm trying to make sure that everybody understands how serious this is, how serious I am, mm -hmm. and how... We're all trying to get to the same place, and I'm not going to lead you the wrong way. Right. You need to know that. Right. And that needs to be said throughout churches. And they need to understand that, especially the church people, they need to be able to trust their leader. Mm -hmm. If you're going to, you know, you know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. really have to know that your leader is not going to lead you astray. But you have to be a leader that won't lead you astray. <laughs> True. True. Right? That's a respect that you have to earn. Not because you say so, but because of what you do and how you do it. Yeah. Right? Tian says, we should not let someone, someone's negative and destructive claims about a friend destroy our opinion of that friend. Mm -hmm. You'll hear people talking all day. My wife was telling me a story today about um, how um, one of her clients was was trying to start animosity between her and this other lady that was working there. Mm -hmm. And she just wasn't having it. Mm -hmm. And you have to shut that stuff down soon as it, as soon as they come to you. Yes. Because you're not about to get into no he said, she said stuff. Mm -mm. That's not showing the God in you. Mm -mm. It's funny how people do that, though. Because the person that starts it, girl, she talking about you. Did you hear her say that? Did you hear? Did you see what she said? And then you get into it. Yeah, I saw what she said. And I don't care about none of that. She did Then that person that started to go to the other person. Yeah, she said, she don't care nothing about what you're talking about. <laughs> And you're right. So now these two women, they yeah. mad at each other. Not and the mad. person that started it, yeah. they okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting back laughing. I'm gonna tell you, I've seen this happen in the church with mm -hmm. with leaders. Where the leaders will get the people that's under them mm -hmm. fighting amongst each other. Mm -hmm. And nobody's mad at the person that started it, but they all mad at each other. 
but they still give the man that started all of that stuff all the money. Pat on the back. <laughs> Mess. The person that started is always the ringleader. Yeah. And they just sit back and And they just them. keep it going. Keeping the mess going. Loving Keeping the, the mess going. Loving the chaos. <laughs> chaos in the church. Yeah. They started it. They the leader and they started the mess. And they keep it going. Oh, yeah. And nobody mad at them. Because I literally had to tell her to, don't come to me with this mess. Right. That's it. You know, and, and, and we have to, and we, and we as men and women of God have to shut it down. We have to stand our ground with it. I don't want to hear this mess. You know, Stop. We, we always have to stay neutral. Yes. Because we don't, we're not on anybody's side. Mm -hmm. We are not, we are not for this side. We are not for that side. We are not. Democrats, we are not Republicans. We are men and women of God. Right, right. And you, and you'll be in a situation, and sometimes you forget. Like you'll be like talking, and they, and it, and it's going on so fast, and it's like you have to remember who you are. Yeah. Like you don't want to say anything out of pocket because you got to answer for that later. Mm -hmm. So you have to, and it's like before you know it. You're like, yeah, so what happened? And then you done got involved. I'm like, oh, no. You got a shutty-shutty as soon as it happens. Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm not taking sides. Stop. Right. And usually once you do it once, usually it doesn't happen again. But you got those that's hard-headed. Oh, it's going to happen again. <laughs> so we... We got one left. Oh, which one? Number two. When evangelizing, it's wise to start with people who have some knowledge of God. When evangelizing, it is wise to start with people who have some knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. You out there trying to evangelize and you don't know nothing about God. Because mm -hmm. you, you'll get out there and start knowing, saying what you know. And as soon as they ask you a question, you don't know how to answer it. You don't know where to find it in the Bible. You don't know. <laughs> oh, I, would, I yeah. thought this was about the uh, the other reverse. Oh, they mean this means us. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is a, <laughs> I thought I thought this when, was when evangelizing, when evangelizing it's wise to start with people who have some knowledge oh, of God. That means us being the evangelist. Yeah. That's why have when, some knowledge of God. Right. Okay. That's why when you go evangelizing, yeah, and, and just you know. A quick lesson in that: mm -hmm. when you go evangelizing, if you're going with somebody who who is an evangelist and and they have that in their heart, that's mm -hmm. who they are. Mm -hmm. Make sure they're with somebody who can cover them as far as um, a scripture based mm -hmm. and an event an evangelist that that's been around. You right. know, you don't want to send two. Uh, rookies out okay. <laughs> you know and you want somebody you want to send somebody out there with somebody who can um, help them out if they get stumped mm -hmm. you know you don't want because what happen is you send somebody out there to evangelize and you get somebody that you evangelize too mm -hmm. and they are combative mm -hmm. especially if you're around a lot of people you end up proving their point because you don't know enough Bible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So you don't, and you don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. You want you want to try to bring people to Christ, and you don't want to discourage the people 
that's just going out there that's evangelizing. Because mm-hmm. they'll come back like, oh man, I got, I'm got, i not going back out there no more. <laughs> and you don't want that because you want them to learn that craft. So um, always, you know, when you go in and evangelize, and, and I'm telling you, evangelizing is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, going out into the neighborhood and mm-hmm. talking to people, walking around, uh, praying for folks, and mm-hmm. handing out uh Flyers and mm-hmm. different things. Evangelizing is so much fun. I love evangelizing. Mm-hmm. You get to get out there and start talking to the people. Okay. Okay. Don't make people that. And, and this is uh, this is something that you just should know. Mm-hmm. Don't make people evangelists that don't like people. Oh. There's <laughs> so many people in church. That has jobs that deals with people that they don't even like people. How can you even be a church person and don't like people? (laughs) This is a people job. Yeah. (laughs) You have to like people to do this job. How do you not? You have to love your brothers and sisters, and you have to love bringing people to Christ. If you don't make somebody an evangelist who don't even like people. Don't do that. You gotta like people. Yeah, you got to like people. Because <laughs> the reflection of the people that you send out on your church's behalf are your ambassadors of your church and of God. Because if they give a bad reputation to a uh, representation to the people, mm-hmm. they're not gonna blame that person. They're gonna look at what church they came from. Because that's the first question. Who is the ask. pastor there? Yeah, that's the first question they ask. And this the is pastor? and if they in Christ, I don't want to be in Christ. Yeah, they blame everybody but the person that did it. Yeah. <laughs> so they look straight at you. So yeah, so you really have to, you know, have some people that are filled with the Holy Ghost going out there preaching and and you know evangelizing. You want to have some really good evangelists out there mm-hmm. doing that. You want to see some good evangelizing, especially in the Bible. Just read the book of Acts and see how Paul walked around. That man just did it, did the thing. It was times when he spoke, and it was times he didn't say nothing. He just did things. Mm-hmm. He brought people to, to Christ just by doing, in some cases. Yeah. You know, just by letting the God show in him. You know, so, I mean... It, Evangelizing is a very, very, very important job in the church. Right? Right. And you see how uh, even he was, you know, even though he was being heckled in in the scriptures, he was still able to cast the demon out Mm -hmm. because he's filled with the Holy Spirit. So even when him being heckled, he was still able to cast out a demon. And then he had to take getting beat. You know what I mean? I mean, he went through. And evangelizing is no, it's no joke. But it, but it, but it's God-led. Mm-hmm. And it's special people that do that. Right. You know, all of the, the five-fold ministry is, is huge to the church. Mm-hmm. And you have to take those jobs seriously. You have to take them seriously. So they can, um, so they can flow like they supposed to through your church. 
Amen? Amen. Amen. So, that was the lesson we saw today. Lydia being called to serve. We saw that Lydia came to Christ. She opened up her house to the to uh, Paul and Silas. And even though they got in trouble, they was able to still go back to Lydia. And she still let them in. Even though they was being persecuted, she still was able to open up her doors. And they talked to the brothers before they left. You know, that's, that's ministry. Yeah. That's all ministry, you know. It's good to see how I mean, you and you don't see none of these people as Paul goes past, you know, they open up their houses to these people. Paul didn't call ahead and say, Well, when I come I need a hotel room, um, I need five star hotel, I need mints in the refrigerator and, and strawberry hearts on my pillow and all that stuff. He just, he just asked. Cause, you know, and they asked him to stay there. No charge, no cost. He, he come there, no he do his job. Service. He turn out. I want you to understand something too. In the book of Acts, you won't see nobody giving, <laughs> nobody talking about tithes and offering, all of that stuff. These are people that just love the Lord and they was doing God's work. Right. No turn down service. No. Oh man. <laughs> If anything, now they got turn up services. So, <laughs> so you know, we just we we got we got too far away yes. from where the Book of Acts say the church is, mm -hmm. and we need to get back to that while we still have time. Right. Because now that these churches are, some of them are closed, some of them are half open, yeah. some of them are learning how to. Uh, maneuver differently now mm -hmm. we need to focus on getting our churches back to the way God wants them instead of the way that we want them yeah. or the way we had them because yeah. God wouldn't have stopped everything and all of these churches if they were doing right mm -hmm. but apparently they wasn't so now everything has stopped and you got a chance to fix it like the scripture say, go back to your first love. Go back to your first love in the right. book of Revelation. Right. Two. Go back to your first love. Get back to the first love. Right. We'll be doing so much church work that we forget about the work that the church is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to be praising God first and foremost. And everything in the church is now done because of we need money instead of we are doing these things for the love of God mm -hmm. to be bringing people to Christ right. and, and worshiping and praising him and showing people how to do that. Mm -hmm. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. But that's where we are. Yeah. Give back to God. Right? Turn to the Lord. Turn to the Lord. Make Jesus, your Lord and Savior. Come back to God. Amen. Alright, if you want one of these, um, again, we always say this at the end. Mm -hmm. If you want a Sunday school lesson, mm -hmm. if you want a Sunday school lesson, all you have to do is email us at t-o-m-m-i-n-c at yahoo.com and we will send you a Sunday school lesson every week. Yes. You'll get one every week, 
and you'll be ready for Sunday. That's right. And you can read along with us on Fridays. That's it. Amen. Amen. Also, we have a new store that is open. Yes. Tom Apparel, mm -hmm. which stands for Tent of Meeting Ministries Apparel. Mm -hmm. And you can go in there and get you some things for, for the church. We have fitness stuff in there. There's a lot of things going on in our church now. And, um, and it's real cool. So I will leave a link at the bottom of the screen that you can go to. And um, we are doing great things in this church. Yes, God is moving. God is moving. And we thank God for everything that he's doing. We thank God for all the people that he has brought to this church. And I thank God for being able to talk to you on a, on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. Amen. To share the books and the word of God that he has put in my heart. All right? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for all the word that went forth and all the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, all of the uh, revelation knowledge that went forth today. We just thank and praise your name, and we want to be able to go out now and teach others what we have learned here today. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and we say amen. amen. Stay blessed and faithful.